Welcome to the Legacy Nashville podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day or night to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to love God, love people, and change the world. Now, let's get to the message. Awesome. All right. So you guys ready to move into week three on the topic of prayer? Welcome back. I'm so happy you guys are here. I was joking with the first service, and I said there was like four people here last Sunday. And uh, you know what? We had church, and it was glorious anyway. Um, it was good, man. It was good. I know. It was so good. We're so happy you're back. Welcome back. I know we did church online for a couple of weeks. Uh, so many people had COVID. Everybody is healed and victorious. Praise God. Which is a good thing. So welcome back to the house. We're going to be diving into week three on prayer and week two on agreement prayer. So if you're taking notes, just write the title at the top. We're going to uh, talk about agreement praying today. The ROI of prayer. How many of you have heard that term before? The ROI. It, it's the return on investment, right? And how many of you have asked the Lord before, like, God, if I pray, what's going to happen? Right? I mean, we do ask those questions because a lot of times we will justify prayerlessness because we're thinking there's not going to be a good return on investment here. God may not show up. God may not respond, but what we talked about last week was praying the type of prayers that would cause God to respond 100% of the time. I think if we saw God respond every time we prayed, we would become obsessed with prayer. We would become addicted to prayer, and there is a way to become obsessed with prayer. It is called praying the will of God. It is called praying the word of God. And as we pray in agreement with the Holy Spirit of God, we see immediate transformation happen in the natural realm as a result of what we are doing in the spiritual realm, participating with the Spirit of God. So that's what I want to speak from today. And last week I started with Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. I'm going to read that verse of Scripture again, this time in the Amplified Version of the Bible. But last week we talked about agreement prayer, praying the will of God, and we highlighted, I think it was seven or eight, maybe you can help me remember, seven or eight points, seven points, thank you guys for listening, seven last week about agreement praying, praying the will of God, this week we're going to do eight points, so we're going to level up, all right, so we're going to do eight points on the results of agreement praying. So if you've ever asked, God, what's the ROI of prayer? What's the results that I can expect from praying in agreement with you? Well, guess what? Today is your day. We're going to give you not only one answer, we're going to give you eight points. And just like last week, we're going to build one upon the other. Okay? So hopefully you're taking notes. If you are, agreement praying, the ROI of prayer. So first and foremost, what is agreement praying? Agreement praying is powerful, focused, Heavily concentrated, targeted prayers that are directed to God in harmony. Everybody say harmony. With the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and others. What do I mean by others? Well, that is revealed to us through Matthew chapter 18 and verse 19, which says, Again, I tell you, if two of you on earth, you can just look at the person next to you, say, that's you, that's you. 
If two of you on earth agree, harmonizing together, make a symphony together. Isn't that beautiful language? We all said harmony. Symphony together about whatever, anything and everything that they may ask. It will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. For wherever two or three are gathered, drawn together as my followers... In into my name, there I am in the midst of them. Now, isn't that such a powerful verse of Scripture? We can bank on that. That is God's truth. The Amplified talks about a symphony of prayer, and I have a definition here for you of what a symphony of prayer might be. A symphony of prayer is when we speak with one voice what God has said in His Word and through the Holy Spirit, being of the same mind, and in complete agreement. As we speak out in agreement with one another and God's word, a symphony of prayer, it guarantees that God will respond anytime we pray. Now, a powerful addition to praying agreement prayers is praying while fasting or praying and fasting. And I know that's not a popular topic to preach on, Because very few of us are entertained by pushing away the plate. But the Bible is consistent about the power and the authority that comes as a result of prayer and fasting. If you remember, the disciples were trying to cast the demon out of a kid. Couldn't quite get the demon out. Jesus shows up on the scene and says, The reason why you're not walking in as much authority as you know you could be is because you're not praying and fasting. So there is a power, there is an anointing, there is an authority that comes as a result of praying and fasting. And we're going to talk more about that in January. Uh, We're going to start the year off with praying and fasting. How's that? I know, sometimes you you make resolutions, and I want you to do that too if you'd like. But then we're also going to pray, and we're going to consecrate ourselves because we're going to prepare for 2021 to be the most amazing year of our lives. Can I get two good amens on that? Let's go. So praying and fasting, faith needs a life of prayer in which to grow and keep strong. And prayer needs fasting for its full and perfect development. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Uh, The Bible is consistent, revealing to us the power and the authority that comes as a result of consistent agreement praying. Prayer is the most powerful weapon that a believer has to push back the works of darkness and open up brand new doors of faith. That is the authority that you have as a prayer agreement prayer is when a believer agrees with the word of God, then by faith declares the will of God to be done in the earth as it is being done in heaven. Agreement prayer is the church agreeing together and trusting that God will grant their requests. This is a powerful way to pray, a surefire way to see results as a result of your praying, which is to pray in agreement with what the Spirit is saying. Now, Ian Bounds, um, historic author on the topic of prayer, actually also a Franklin resident, so local guy. Uh, He said this. I got two quotes from Ian Bounds. 
The secret of success in Christ's kingdom is the ability to pray. The one who can wield the power of prayer is the strong one, the holy one in Christ's kingdom. The most important lesson we can learn is how to pray. Another quote from him. Praying saints are God's agents for carrying on his saving and providential work on the earth. If his agents fail him, neglecting to pray, then his work fails. Praying agents of the Most High are always forerunners of spiritual prosperity. Then Adam Clark said, A proper idea of prayer is a pouring out of the soul unto God as a free will offering, solemnly and eternally dedicated to Him, accompanied with the most earnest desires that it may know, love, and serve God alone. Now, that is agreement praying. We want to be a church that consistently participates with the Spirit in praying God's will into the earth. We want to be a praying church. Amen. I want us. I believe God wants us. I believe God has designed the Legacy family to be a praying church. A praying church is a presence-filled church. I can promise you when you step into a church and you recognize the presence of God is present, that is a church that gives itself too much prayer. That is our goal for you in here. If you did not know that, we pray over you. We have staff meetings on Tuesday, and we consistently proclaim that when you come into this building, you would testify that God is in the room. That's what we want your experience to be. When you, when you leave this building and get into your car, we want you to say, God was there. God was surely there. Because a praying church is a presence-filled church, and we are a presence people. Uh, the praying church, a few scriptural references, Acts chapter 1, verse 14 says, These all continued with one, with one accord, everybody say agreement, in prayer and supplication with the women and, the, and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. We see here that unity and agreement prayer preceded the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the revival in the early church that spilled out into the temple courts where 3,000 people were saved in one day and then a, a, a few days later, 5,000 people were saved in one day. I'd say that's pretty powerful agreement praying. Agreement praying uh, was happening in Acts chapter 1. And when the Holy Spirit fell and baptized the disciples as well as the other, um, you know, 108 that were in the room, uh, Peter was so filled with that spirit that he was able to step out and proclaim the gospel to the same people that were persecuting them and had crucified Jesus just 40 days before. So we see there is powerful results that come as we pray in agreement with the Holy Spirit. We pray in agreement with the Word of God. We pray in agreement with one another. And the byproduct of that is a move of the Spirit and a great unprecedented harvest. I can guarantee you guys, as we learn to pray in agreement with one another and the Holy Spirit, we will see a massive harvest here in Nashville. There has been no revival that has taken place without being preceded by much agreement praying. Uh, all of the revivalists historically understood the power of agreement praying, which is why they would often send in intercessors into a city long before they brought the revival to the city. 
They, they would send in prayer warriors. They'd say, go in and cover the atmosphere in agreement prayer, and then in two weeks I'll show up and we'll host the revival. The, the breakthrough was not coming just as the result of an anointed preacher. The breakthrough was coming because the atmosphere had been bathed in agreement prayer, primed and become ripe so that as the preacher stepped into that atmosphere and proclaimed the gospel, people were getting saved. And, and if you really, if you read through, like there's a book called God's Generals. I've, I've read it through. I've watched the DVDs. It's phenomenal. There are testimonies of times when revival would come to a city. Uh, a preacher would come into the city. And long before the meeting even started, people were hitting their knees in the factories in repentance. Repenting and getting saved before they ever even started to sing any worship songs. Isn't that amazing? That is awesome. I mean, that type of move of the spirit where, uh, and, and, you know, they were, clo- it was like they were closing down bars. They were closing down these, these places where there was, uh, at that time, you know, sin abounding. They had to close them down because everybody was getting saved, so nobody wanted to participate anymore. Everybody was just coming to church supernaturally. They couldn't even figure out why they came to church. They just felt drawn, you know, by some strange, they didn't know how to articulate it. I just feel like I'm supposed to be here. That, that is the results of agreement praying. Praying the word of God, praying the will of God, and praying in agreement with your brother, brothers and sisters on the basis of the will and the word of God. Those types of things happen. I, I am, I'd like to sign up to see some of those super, supernatural things happen. How about you? I, I've heard stories, firsthand accounts, uh, from friends of mine of churches experiencing so much revival that people driving past the church felt some strange longing to go into the building for no reason whatsoever, not saved people, not Christian people, and then they pull into the parking lot and they step across the threshold of the door and they get healed and they get saved. And they, they receive, I mean, I, I, I just think that's cool. That's, you guys think that's cool? That's awesome. Wow. I mean, that is a sign that will make you wonder for sure. You know, we start seeing things like that. But that comes as a result, church, of us praying agreement prayers. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in the fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in the prayers. Acts 3 and 1 says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, which was the ninth hour. They had stayed faithful to the consistent practice of going to the temple multiple times a day to pray. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 says, Therefore I exhort you, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and the giving of thanks be made for all men. This is the type of church that we are to be here at Legacy. We are a praying church, therefore we are a presence-filled church. And unexplainable things happen when we show up for church because we are participating with the Word of God in the secret place in prayer. And harvest is happening, breakthrough is happening, healing is happening, and things that are just simply you know, mind-blowing to us, the goodness of God on display, because we're praying. That's what happens. The praying church is a presence-filled church. The praying church is, a passion, is passionate about praying. They're not praying with lip service only, but they're praying from the heart. The praying church has the fire of God that burns up the dross in their life and refines the spirit. Uh, you know, the praying church is a mature church, and the praying person is a mature disciple. 
Uh, prayer surrounds everything in the praying church. It's under, it's over, it's around everything. It is the air that we breathe. Something that I stole from uh, Lauren Cunningham, founder of YWAM, is that every meeting is a prayer meeting. Yeah. I, I'll tell you guys, behind the scenes here, we're not doing business meetings without having prayer meetings. Yeah. Just want you guys to know that. Uh, there's nobody here saying, okay, let's roll up our sleeves and look at the spreadsheets. And that's all that we do and make decisions on the basis of our natural intellect. We start with prayer. Every meeting is a prayer meeting. And uh, there are some wonderful results, the ROI of agreement praying. I want to go through the eight points I have for you here today. These are eight powerful results of agreement praying. So if you're taking notes, write this down. This is number one. Agreement prayer secures victory in warfare. That, right there, that's enough for us to get excited. Agreement prayer secures victory in warfare. Exodus chapter 17, verse 10 and 12. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. To do what? To do some agreement praying. To agree with the word of God to agree with the will of God that Israel would have victory in the midst of this battle. I don't know if you guys have noticed this reading through the Old Testament, but Israel lost every battle they didn't pray through. Anytime that Israel did not receive a word from the Lord to go to battle with their enemy, they lost in that battle with their enemy. But every single time they received a word from the Lord and said, go up against your enemy, then the odds no longer mattered because a word was present. I mean, look at uh, 1 Samuel uh, 14. I think it's 1 Samuel. It might be 2nd. 1 Samuel 14, I believe it is, where Jonathan and his nameless armor bearer go up against an entire garrison of Philistine enemies, and they take them all out, two people. One of them remains nameless in Scripture, and they only have one set of armor. That means with one sword, one shield, one helmet, two guys took on an entire garrison within the first, uh, I don't know the exact, uh, uh, they call it like a furrow's length of an acre. I don't know what that is. If you know what that is, let me know. It sounds a little bit like Nashville property lines with no yards, but you know what I'm saying? It's like they take them on and they slay 30 people. Why? Because they had a word from the Lord. They had said, God, okay, if you want to send us up, then when we arrive at the garrison, have them call up to us, and then we will go because we know that the Lord has given them into our hand. They prayed before the battle, and two guys, one set of armor, took out 30 Philistines. The odds, it, it, I, I want to use another uh, reference from the movie. The odds are ever in your favor. That, 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 that's reality when you have a word from God. Without a word, you're fearful. With a word, you're fearless. Because you know that every word of God accomplishes its purpose. There is not a word that returns to God void. God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a man that he would need to repent. Everything that God says is capital T truth. And, and it will accomplish its purpose. Verse 12 in Exodus 17 says that Moses' hands became heavy, so they took a stone, they put it under him, he sat on it, and then Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side, the other on the other, uh, on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. What happened is that they recognized that in the natural, Israel began to lose when they stopped interceding in the spiritual. This is a direct connection to what happens when we engage in agreement praying. 
as we pray in the spirit, as we pray in the secret place, it releases power into the natural and we see instantaneous results as we pray in agreement with God's word. So that's what you see happening here. You, you see Moses going up to intercede. He gets tired, drops his hands. Israel starts to be taken over. Then Aaron and her come. There's agreement. Everybody say agreement. Two and three together. Everybody say agreement. It's too quiet in here. Everybody say agreement. Agreement. Two and three. Then they lift their hands. What happens? Israel starts to prevail, and they win the battle. This is a picture of what happens when you go through warfare. When you're going through hard times, you can call up your friend and say, Hey, would you agree with me for victory on this particular issue? You know what the enemy wants you to do? Stay quiet and isolate yourself. Don't tell anybody. You should be embarrassed. No, the Spirit of God says, be vulnerable. Call your prayer partner. Have them agree with you. Because anywhere two or three are agreeing on anything that is God's will, you are going to see results. That's what we're seeing in the scripture, is that agreement prayer secures victory in warfare. And when you win that battle, because you will win, as long as you don't quit. That's the truth. If you don't quit in the kingdom, you win. If you don't quit, you win. That's it. And, and, and here's, a, here's potentially uh, not encouraging good news, is that on another day, at another time, the enemy will bring against you another attack. <laughs> Very well, uh, it might even be in, an, in a, a different area of your life, but uh, he may attack you strongly in a different area. But by agreement prayers, it secures the victory and it prepares you so that you're ready, that you're in partnership, that you're in agreement with the Spirit. And this is our reality as believers. We should not be surprised when we go through battles. But we should be protected as we go through battles because we've been in the place of prayer. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We are going to go through warfare. We are going to go through um, battles. But by agreement prayer, we will win. Amen. And... Uh, to, to build on that, point two, agreement prayer increases our power to resist attack. Agreement prayer increases our power to resist attack. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 12 says this, Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. Somebody say agreement. And a threefold cord is not easily broken. So use your weapons, church. Use the weapons that God has given to you to resist the attacks of evil spiritual powers. And those weapons are the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. The name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. Proverbs 18 and 10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. What is the name of the Lord? Jesus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. I don't know about you, but when I'm going through an attack and I don't know what to pray, I know how to say the name of Jesus. Sometimes that's all you can really get out. Jesus. 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 And here's what I've recognized. As I consistently repeat the name of the strong tower that is God in Christ Jesus, I get encouraged. Jesus. I get more confident. 
Jesus, I gain a better perspective. Jesus, I know I am the head and not the tail. Jesus, I know if God be for me, who can be against me? Jesus, I know the power that is in me is greater than is in the world. Jesus, man, I feel protected. Jesus, I feel safe. Jesus, man, I believe for the impossible. Jesus, I'm no longer afraid. Jesus, that, 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 Jesus and the blood of Jesus... That's a strong tower and a powerful weapon to resist all the attacks of the enemy. Psalm 44, uh, verse 4 and 5. You are my king, O God. Command victories for Jacob. You can just insert your name right there. Command victories for me. Command victories for you. Through you, we will push down our enemies. Through your name, we will trample those who rise up against us. Now, that is a good truth. We will trample those who rise up against us through what? Through the name of God in Jesus. If that is all you have, that is enough. If all you have the ability to say is the name of God, Jesus, that is enough. Uh, second part of this point here, and I think this will encourage you, Agreement prayer increases our power to resist attack. You know, through agreement prayer, we can pray God's wall of fire around ourselves or whoever else that you are agreeing in prayer for. And I have scripture for it. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 5 says, For I, says the Lord, will be a wall of fire around her, and I will be the glory in her midst. Now, that is a good word. You can literally pray. I mean, you have, you have Bible for this. You can pray. God, I pray for a wall of fire to surround me and to protect me. How many of you guys know heaven is hotter than hell? I mean, Hebrews says that our God is an all-consuming fire. So despite the fact that a demon, a principality or power, as Ephesians chapter 6 says, may dwell in hell, may try to attack me, they cannot penetrate that wall of fire. They think they're hot. They think they dwell in a hot place. They try to touch. Ah! He is protected in a way that I did not expect. I, I, I just love that. I love that. I don't know. There's just something about talking about warfare and the power that I have received through the name and the blood of Jesus to call upon God to protect me with a wall of fire and that I can protect my children with a wall of fire and that I could pray for you and protect you with the wall of fire, that I could pray over my friends, my parents, and I could protect them with the wall of fire. And God says that's what he will do if I'll pray in agreement with his word. And it's right here in the word. You have the opportunity to walk around day to day with a wall of fire protected. That's pretty awesome. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. Wall of fire. I don't know. That's just good. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 5. That ought to give you a little confidence boost this Sunday morning. You can step into this work week knowing that you go with a wall of fire surrounding you. I think that would give you a little bit more confidence in how you walk through your week knowing that. Maybe it's just me, but point three. Agreement prayer can turn a negative atmosphere into faith declarations. How many of you have, have seen this before? Is that you are in a very, very negative situation. I could not help but to think about the time in which David encouraged himself in the Lord. Do you guys remember that story? 
when David encouraged himself in the Lord. You may not remember the context of the story, but David had just come back from victory in war with all of his guys, and they were going back to the camp, and when they got back, they realized that the whole camp had been ransacked. Is that how you say that? Ransacked. Ramsacked? Ransacked. I'm from Kentucky, okay? Listen, we, we make up words all the time. So the whole camp had been ransacked, and all of the kids had been abducted, and all of their wives had been, in a sense, trafficked, right? So if there was ever a reason to be discouraged, it was stepping into the atmosphere of their homes being burned, of their possessions being stolen, of their wives being trafficked, and their kids being abducted. I think you have never experienced a day like that in your life. I mean, if you... If you get discouraged easily, just read the Bible. And you'll realize, man, those guys went through some pretty tough stuff. But what did David do whenever he was, when he received the invitation to be the most discouraged ever? He went into his tent, and the Bible says that he encouraged himself in the Lord through prayer. So he came into agreement prayer, and he agreed with God's perspective over the situation. And as a result, he was able to exit the tent, being encouraged in the spirit, having a message of encouragement for his warriors. Then they went and tracked down what the enemy tried to steal, and they came back with double. That's a pretty good story. That is a good story. What was the pivot? When did things shift? It's whenever David stepped into the secret place, shut the door behind him, agreed with God's will, God's word in prayer, and received a different perspective to pursue God's truth and promise. It's powerful. You also see that in uh, Numbers chapter 14, uh, verse 6 through 9. I won't read the whole thing, but basically it's the story of Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb. Uh, and they, they were among the 12 that had spied out the land. And obviously, the other ten came back with a bad report. But they, because they understood God's perspective, came to the congregation of, of the children of Israel and said, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Now, that is a perspective on your enemy. Oh, my gosh. I just, there is something about that. The next time I feel like I'm being attacked by Satan, I'm just going to say, you know what? You're my bread. That is, a, that is a kingdom insult right there. You are my bread. Butter you up. I get very sassy with the enemy. I'll just be honest with you. I'm weird. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. That is the result of agreement praying. It turns a negative atmosphere into faith uh, confidence, faith declarations, faith affirmations. That's what it does. Um, I'm telling you guys, I, I, I am a little weird, and I hope that you have some comfort and solace in that. But once upon a time, there was this really weird intercessor lady, and very, very weird. I actually watched her one time when she was preaching eat a piece of bread off of the altar that she didn't know had been shellacked as an ornament. It was awesome. 
Yeah, she was like preaching on communion or body or something. And she was like picked up the bread thinking it was fresh and she ate it. She was like, oh, that's like been shellacked. It was awesome. And so she gave me like a prophetic gift, which was an Indian war club. And I prayed with that thing for like a year. And that was dangerous, to be honest, because I'm pretty sure I beat the crap out of my pillow and my bed. While I was like, in Jesus' name, Satan, I rebuke you. I don't. I know, I'm weird, I, I'm weird, but I, I'm telling you, I would do that, I would do that, I know, it's, it's crazy, I need to find that war club, um, but I would do that, and it was like, I would, I would experience something that I would sense, okay, maybe it's an attack, maybe it's a negative situation, but I remember specifically, after doing that multiple times, my brother going through an attack, and saying, man, something has to change, and so going into the place of prayer, and I saw that club, and it wasn't long as I was praying, what happened? There was a transformation. A, a negative situation brought about positive faith declarations, and I was able to step out of the place of prayer. Nothing had changed yet in the natural, but I stepped out with a different perspective that my brother was going to be protected because of what I'd done business with in the spiritual. That, that's agreement prayer. Uh, number four, agreement prayer believes that God is able. You see, they're building one off the other because from prayer comes confidence. Prayer precedes confidence. If you, if you are fearful, pray. If you find yourself without confidence, pray. Because once you tap into the perspective of the Father, you will find yourself with a lot of confidence because God believes in you more than you believe in Him. Think about that for a minute. God believes in you more than you believe in Him, and we all have faith in Him. Agreement, prayer believes God is able. Genesis 18, 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. But Jesus looked at them and said, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. This is the perspective we start to tap into through agreement prayer. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move it from here to there. And guess what? It's going to move. And nothing will be impossible for you. There is something about expectation that increases as you give yourself to agreement prayer. You start to believe for miracles. You start to believe for healing. You start to believe for breakthrough. You start to believe for finances to come in when you have none. There is something about the confidence of a prayer warrior that supersedes anything that they face in the natural. Because they know, hey, man, God's got me. God's got this. God's going to bring me through this. God has brought me through situations like this in the past. And this might be uh, a sizable uh, much bigger attack than anything that I've experienced in the past. But you know what? Praise God for that because now I get to step over something bigger than I thought I could handle. Like God is showing me now that I am more than I thought that I was. Amen. Let's go. Prayer, prayer changes your mindset. Prayer changes the way that you see things. Uh, you guys, so most of you guys don't know a lot of my history because I don't share it a ton. Uh, and there's a lot of, you know, there's new people, people come, people go, things like that. I used to be a missionary in India. And uh, when I was a missionary in India, we were, we were there uh, with the goal of rescuing kids from human trafficking. That's why, that's why I moved to India. I lived there for 
really full-time somewhere uh, three or four years something but then I kind of went for another fifth but anyways the whole point was we were going to rescue kids from human trafficking and we found a girl uh to to rescue uh she was about 13 years old but she didn't know how old she was she didn't know how long she had been there uh she had HIV she was actually gonna die and we didn't know that at the time but when we tried to negotiate uh, a means of rescuing her uh, from human trafficking. The guy that we spoke with that was responsible for her, a.k.a. her slave owner, her pimp, um, essentially, threatened our lives. And he said, I don't want Jesus in this area. I don't want any of these people learning about Jesus. I don't want Sunday school. I don't know how he knew about Sunday school, why he said Sunday school. But I don't want Sunday school here. I'm like, well, we weren't planning Sunday school, but, you know. You you have given us an idea, sir. Um, You know, I don't want any of that happening here. And if you come back here, I will kill you. I will have you shot. And I I will be honest with you. When I heard that, um, I I was filled with faith in prayer because I had prayed before going into the situation. And so there was no fear at all. I mean, I thought to myself, well, he might actually shoot us. That's possible. He's a very powerful guy. He had bribed the police. We knew that. We knew that was happening. But as we went back to our hotel and prayed about what to do, there was something that clicked on the inside of us that said, we are going to be relentless about rescuing this child from human trafficking. Despite the threats, despite what he will or won't do when we return, we are filled with faith knowing that God is going to bring us through this situation. It took us two weeks uh, it, it took us multiple hours of negotiations, but eventually what happened? The guy said, I agree to your terms. Come and take this girl, right? And we were able to rescue a child from human trafficking, from child slavery, from prostitution. It was amazing. And, you know, she, the, the, even we took her to the doctor. The doctor said, oh, no, she's, you know, she's going to die. He's, she's going to die in one to two months. She was very feeble and frail. What do we do? We went back to a place of prayer. Lord, if you can save her, you can heal her. And within two months, she hadn't died. We took her back to the doctor, and he said, you know what? It's a strange thing happening here. Everything that her body is supposed to be doing, it's doing the opposite. So I'm telling you, prayer believes that God is able. God, you are able to rescue this child from human trafficking. God, you are able to rescue us. This guy who's threatening to shoot us. And he did. Praise God. Guess what? That guy ended up getting saved, by the way. But that's another story. It's just amazing what God will do. You know. He went from trying to kill us to asking us to meet Jesus. It was pretty awesome, man. He was like, I want to meet Jesus. And I'm like, that's great. We brought him. (laughs) Yeah, where is he? right here <laughs> I'm telling you you, you it, it, it's so interesting man it's so interesting being a missionary because some of the darkest places on the planet some of the easiest places to evangelize I mean, everybody's scared to go there I don't want to go there no it's it, you know it's too crazy and really it's just about getting over your own inconvenience because honestly it's a brilliant place to fish you know what I mean by that being a fisherman and everything because everybody's already saved here for the most part at least most people confess Christianity. Over there, no one knows about Jesus. They're so delighted to hear about it. They're so excited over the things we take for granted. Because there's so much power in it. Point, everybody's ready to be a missionary. Now, I want to be a missionary now. It's awesome. Right? It's amazing. 
You pray, you're filled with faith, you know God is able, God is able to do all things, God is able to know all things, God is able to do all things, God is able to work anywhere at any time, Satan is not, you're our bread, deal with it, God is, amen, hallelujah, okay, I gotta close, point five, agreement prayer is a tenfold increase in power to accomplish great things, now how many of you would pray if you really believe that point? Agreement prayer is a tenfold increase in power to accomplish great things. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 30. How could one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand, there's a tenfold increase, to flight by the rock? Leviticus 26 and 8. Five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. What? Wow. That means we have biblical precedent. We could literally build a doctrine. There are two instances instances in the Bible. That means that agreement prayer, the result of it is a tenfold increase in power to accomplish great things. I'm going to challenge you right now. If there is something in your life that seems that it is overcoming you and you cannot overcome it, find you a prayer partner today before you leave and for 10 days Pray in agreement for a tenfold increase in power to overcome that thing and testify to me in two weeks if that thing has not been overtaken. I'm telling you the truth, man. I have never seen prayer fail anybody. I've also never seen anybody regret fasting. They regret it in the moment for sure because you're salivating over Chick-fil-A waffle fries. I mean, I, it's true. It's true. I know, Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. I do, but I will not sing it. I won't. But it's true. It's closed on Sunday. Charles Spurgeon's church. How many of you guys remember Charles Spurgeon? Pretty awesome guy. Uh, he pastored a church called Metropolitan Baptist Tabernacle. It's the new name of our new church. I'm just kidding. That's a pretty epic name. During the late 1800s in England, it was the largest church in England. It was the most influential church in England. It trained more pastors than any other church in England. And it deployed more missionaries uh, throughout the nations from England. And guess what he did? He had these prayer people that he called the watchers. And they prayed underneath the platform in a basement for the entirety of the service. That's awesome. We should do that. I mean, this platform is not large enough for you to get underneath of it, but we will have a basement. We have one here as well. So we can do that if we need. Uh, point six. I got I to gotta move through these. I got two more, and I'm probably already over time. Our clock is broken in the back, so. I have an excuse. Uh, point six. Agreement prayer releases the power of the Holy Spirit into a specific place. I've already referenced Acts chapter 2 enough. Uh, let's hit Acts chapter 4, verse 31 through 33. And when they had prayed, the place, everybody say the place, where they were assembled together was shaken. And that's not figurative. That's literal. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke with the word of God with boldness. Wow. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Everybody say agreement. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. 
That is the result of agreement, praying, and the Holy Spirit being released in a specific place. If you don't have peace at home, if you don't have rest in your home, if, you don't have, if you're not able to sleep in your house, why don't you find a friend say, hey, why don't you come over and let's do some agreement praying that peace is going to reign in this home. I'm going to have some sleep here. I have some rest here. It's going to be a comfortable place for me. All right? I don't know who that's for, but I think that's for somebody in here. Okay, point seven, agreement prayer secures the miracle intervention of God. Acts chapter 16, verse 25, 26. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. Here it is again. We have a literal shaking of a specific place. And at this point, there is the byproduct is that immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Not even just the believers, but it actually loosed the chains of the unbelievers as well. How do we see harvest? How do we see fruitfulness and evangelism? We pray in agreement for God's will and God's word to be accomplished. And we will see not only chains being broken off of the believers and deliverance come to the church, but also broken off of unbelievers and freedom come to those that we interact with. All right, point eight. Agreement prayer believes that God hears and responds to our prayers. Uh, The result of more prayer is more faith. And it just goes in a cycle like this. More prayer, more faith. More prayer. You want to be built up in faith? You pray. You, 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 you have more faith, you pray more. You pray more, you have faith. It's just, it's just a cycle. You just, you just keep going. I pray and, and I build myself up. Isaiah 59, uh, 1 and 2 says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities... Uh, have separated you from God your sins have hidden his face from you so they will not hear but behold the Lord's hand is not shortened to you that it cannot save nor his ear heavy to you that it cannot hear James 5 and 15 says and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up if, and if he has committed any sins he will be forgiven are all powerful results of agreement prayer. Agreement prayer believes God hears and responds to our prayer. So let's go through the points real quick as we close. Agreement prayer secures victory in warfare. Agreement prayer increases our power to resist attack. Agreement prayer can turn a negative atmosphere into faith declarations. Agreement prayer believes God is able. Agreement prayer is a tenfold increase in power to accomplish great things. Agreement prayer releases the power of the Holy Spirit into a specific place. Agreement prayer secures the miracle intervention of God. Agreement prayer believes God hears and responds to our prayers. How many of you guys are just ready to pray now? You're like, yeah, I want to be a prayer warrior. Well, let's stand up. Let's pray together. It's, It's so encouraging when we recognize the results that come from praying rightly, isn't it? By praying the will of God and by praying the word of God, it guarantees that we will see results when we pray. So Lord, I just ask today that you would reveal to us your word and your will over our lives in this season so that we might agree with you And say yes and amen to everything that you want to bring to pass in this season. 
we say yes and amen. We say yes and amen. And I I just want to pray over you right now and declare that there is a wall of fire around you. That there is a strong tower that surrounds you. And that is the name of Jesus. And Satan, the blood of Jesus, is against you. Every person in this room and watching online that feels currently entangled by an attack from the enemy, I declare in Jesus' name that the blood of Jesus sets you free and that the name of Jesus brings victory into your circumstance now in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that you're our deliverer. Just like you freed up Paul and Silas in that prison after they'd been beaten, Lord, we declare that you are delivering us from every attack of the enemy today as we pray in agreement with your victory through the cross. Whatever you're hearing today, if you could just take a moment and listen to what God is saying to you. Whatever you're hearing today that God would invite you to agree with, just say yes and amen. What promises have God, has God spoke over your life? What prophetic words have you received that you might need to agree with? What's God speaking to you right now? Bring it up to your memory that you need to agree with. He's inviting, inviting you to agree with. Lord, we say yes and we say amen as we agree today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Legacy. Thanks for tuning in to the Legacy Nashville podcast. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, log into the store and give us a good rating and review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Until next week, love God, love people, and go change the world.